Champagne Soccer, we back. It's a new year, but we're still the best podcast in the world when it comes to that beautiful game. Everybody is here except for E-Money Bags, Young Ephraim. Shout out to you. He's doing his thing, enjoying his nice quality time, overseeing beautiful sceneries in the mountains. So, you know, his Wi-Fi is a little spotty, so not able to join us this week, but hopefully he'll be back next week. But how are you guys doing? Good, man. Happy New Year. You know, many blessings to everybody listening. Doing great. Beat us in four days. That's all I care about. <laughs> we 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 had Abigail's right. Yeah, we had Abigail all night. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Marcus, how you living, man? Give me a moment. Come back to me. Oh no! All right, all right. Okay. <laughs> Let's me know he's locked in. He's locked in. You know who else is locked in right now, guys? Arsenal fans, because no one knows how to complain and cry and whine like an Arsenal fan, especially in the social media era, which I'll say started, you know, for argument's sake, I'll say let's start 2009, 2010 with the advent of Twitter. With the advent of Twitter, we built these communities. You have football Twitter, basketball Twitter, soccer Twitter, rap Twitter, black Twitter, whatever, what have you. And we know in the banter world when it comes to fans talking trash, Arsenal was the muddiest teams of the mud. When we were going through our trophyless drought, then eventually we're winning FA Cups, but, you know, FA Cups isn't a major prize anymore. Then we've choked the league title last year. Buy Declan Rice for $100 million, buy Timber. You know, people think we should be better this year, but hey, like I mentioned in the preview, I said, hey, my goal for Arsenal is top four, and maybe they can win the FA Cup because I saw last year was a fluke. You didn't take advantage of it. Liverpool got stronger like we see. Uh, you know, City is City, and Ashton V is better, but now Arsenal has lost back-to-back games after being first place Christmas, now they're fourth place. Everybody's panicking. People are calling Saka a fraud. People are asking questions like, where's Martin Odegaard? I'm seeing people say you shouldn't spend $100 million on a person that's best skills are getting interceptions and tackles. So, Cletus, take it away. Arsenal is a club that you despise and enjoy making fun of. Have fun, my brother. How do you feel about Arsenal's downfall recently. Back to the basics, you know, one of my favorite heady one tracks. But and honestly, I feel like you guys had the opportunity to capitalize and maybe push for the title, but y'all don't like scoring goals. Your your so-called strikers told me that he doesn't like to score goals. And Ketia, I don't know what he does, you know, but he gets flat on the gram, you know, no goals. Saka, I don't know what's going on with him. He might be stuck with the swimming lessons. He's not on the pitch enough. I don't know what's going on. Odegaard might still be, you know, going through the, you know, all, all the pain of missing the Euros. You know, y'all got a lot of issues. Y'all should have got someone that could score goals. And then now I think y'all trying to get Ivan Tony, but, you know, they're about to spank y'all for him. Marcus, 
your team, you know, began this downfall with that draw that should have been an L. How are you feeling about Arsenal's struggles? And is this an example of poor roster construction? He did not learn the lessons from the coaches that were better than him before him that been in this situation. Jurgen kind of openly discussed why he couldn't compete with, with uh, Pep. Why Arteta getting projects in Kai Havertz? Declan Rice, he's a solid signing. Um, but you didn't reassure that front three, in my opinion. Did y'all get anybody in the front three? Nope. And what is that? You got Timbers. I give you that. Timbers would have been solid. I mean, we all play football, man. Well, you know, me and you play football, manager. You know, he's a baller. Okay, <laughs> I got his brother one time. That's how much he was a baller. Hey, he's good. Uh, Quentin is good too, man. He's been bowling in the Eredizi this year. Oh, well, you're not feeling it. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't creating chances for you, bro. You know, I ended up selling him the second year. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think it's it is a bit of rock, bad roster management, man. Um, and looking forward to January, a hundred mil for Ivan. When you probably what is it? He a, he you get him on the free ski in the summer. It it kind of looked like they might just pitch the ten in, and just see what lay try to get them Champions League places, and then go for it next year when they get more when they get that TV check again. So, I mean. We don't know, man. I don't know what y'all got going on over there, bro. Who who control the transfers? Uh, it's a collaboration between Edu, our technical director and sporting director. Edu it all. And Arteta, you know. And they have the analytics crew that's supposed to help them identify the profile of players to fit what Arteta's looking for. But, yeah, like you mentioned, Marcus... They didn't replenish the attack. They got a defender in Timber, got a midfielder in Declan Rice, didn't add anything to the attack. We know Arsenal was looking at Rafinha last year, still no legit cover for Saka on the right. We know that they tried to get Mikhailo Mudrick, and he ended up going to Chelsea. They signed Troussard. He is not a true um, central player, so he doesn't have the pace. He plays deeper. His versatility helps, but you can't rely on his end product consistently. So, yeah, man, I've said this before. The style of play that Arteta is trying to emulate is too much trying to copy Pep, man. You got QR playing left back against Fulham, and he is still inverting. That's not his game, man. Even City's attack has fallen off this year because that four center back system, when you have no fullbacks attacking, it's easier to predict the movement. Saka and Martinelli are always going to cut inside, and then it's easier to double team them because the fullback will track them. And then you have a midfielder right, waiting right there to enforce the double team. And when you have a false nine that really, 
he does a good job for what he's asked to do. But when you're at a team like Arsenal and you need more goal scorers, it's an issue. Because last year, Arsenal scored goals. They had four players get double-digit goals. So that wasn't a problem last year. It was more so when Saliba and Tamiyasu got hurt and our defensive balance fell off. Now this year, Tamiyasu suffered suffering from injury issues. Timber got hurt. And yeah, uh, Thomas Partey, that brother's not even going to AFCON because he's still injured and working his way back. So yeah, when you don't add more to your team, this is what happens. And Marcus, I've mentioned before that I feel like Arteta should have looked at what you guys did with setting up your team because it's more similar to what the talent we have now than what he's trying to copy at City. So how do you feel, Marcus? Do, are you feeling this inverted center back movement? I'm not going to lie. It's felt the inverted fullback because I actually think if we had a center back that could step up like John Stones and step back in the center back, that would be better than inverting a fullback inside because even Pep figured that out that that wide inverting didn't help the counterattack. So that's why he moved John Stones from center back to step up and step back. But my bad, go ahead. Are you good? Because I was about to say, if you look at my team this year, when it's starting to work, it's because Trent is actually playing the old way. How you saying? He just staying wide um, instead of actually playing that inverted position. Um, it's more so Endo giving the cover in between the center backs. And it's it's kind of funny that the teams that are doing more of that inverted style are kind of having troubles against the teams with low block, but they have a better chance against teams that are counterattacking. So I, I think it just means that more of those teams that's trying to play that style are going to have to be more adaptable. Um, but like how you saying with Arsenal, I don't like Zinc coming in the middle. I would rather him stay wide because to me, his passing range is better, like co directing it towards the boxing crosses instead of doing like a deep, deep line playmaker type of deal because he, he pretty much take himself out of the game and then he can't get back. It's like Arsenal, Gabriel's not built like Kanate to be able to cover that distance. Whereas, what is that? Maybe Ruben Diaz can. What is that? Kanji can. Uh, Mr. Auxiliary Man can. You know what I mean? It does. It doesn't seem that way with Arsenal. So I think like he he has to go back to the to the drawing board with that. I don't want to see Rob Holden, but he got to figure it out. Yeah, man. Uh, Anthony, we got Mikel Arteta from your organization. After Arteta retired as a footballer, he went to be an assistant manager at Man, at Man City. Obviously, he's heavily influenced by Pep because they also came up in the Barcelona Academy, so they see the game the same way. Do you think that Arteta relying on Pep as a reference point for tactics and style of play is holding him back? Uh, that's a great question. I don't know if it's holding them back because, you know, you're, as you say, you're as good as your influences. 
the pep is a good influence, but it may um it may stunt his creativity in a sense because he thinks like, hey, Pep used Jesus, I can use Jesus too. And so um Pep used zinc, I can use zinc too. Uh but maybe not in the same ways. And so that that may be where you're right. Um he may have felt like, man, you know what? I should probably get somebody else besides Jesus because I want to try that. I want somebody who can score, you know, instead of a baller. But now he knows, you know, we'll see. I guess um, a part of picking your own lane is finding where that lane leads. You know what I'm saying? And so he, he has to he had to figure out that Pep's influence can only take him so far. So we'll see what they do in the transfer window. I want y'all to get somebody in January to try to make a push, make it a three-team race, but we'll see. Yeah, man, for sure. Now, I think as of now, the only rumors when it comes to Arsenal and the transfers, because the transfer window is open, is that we were looking at, like, Jarrell Hato, a young left-back center back at Ajax. We're looking at defenders, and then like uh, Marcus mentioned, Ivan Tony is heavily linked to us. Uh, I don't know if that's the answer. He's a good player, but I'm not spending no hundred million for a guy that is good but not special. And by the way, I, I've said this before. Said this before. Declan Rice is a baller. He's nice, but spending a hundred million for a brother doesn't score goals is haram okay hendo 2.0 i don't even think he's hendo 2.0 i look at him more because and that's another thing that eye test can trick a lot of people i've seen i saw the jokes on the weekend about how declan rice only passes sideways and backwards but then there's also i looked up the stats this morning Declan Rice is number one in the top five leagues in Europe in progressive passes. So it's like the problem is the reason why they wanted him to play the eight is so that Thomas Partey could play the six, but that brother's hurt all the time. So we have this balance that we can't sort out because of injuries. And then you got Kai Havertz replacing Granite Shaka at the left center midfield role. Eh. And yeah, hey. We'll see how it goes. But, hey, I didn't think Arsenal was going to win no title, league title this year. I knew the truth. But, unfortunately, we might not win that fake cup because we play Liverpool again. Marcus, I know you're excited about that. Uh, you can relax. <clears throat> I want to see the young boys in that game. I don't want to see Jota. That's a prize possession. Y'all can get a lot of this Nunez smoke. Just let him just shoot a million shots. I seen that he got more shots than Richarlison and Anthony combined. And um the dude on Chelsea, all three of them combined. He got more shots than them. So Nick Jackson, yeah, get y'all game up. Um, yeah, bro. Get ready to see the uh the dude that Ghana need to go ahead and get Kwanzaa. It's probably gonna be Kwanzaa. Shit, I don't even know who it's gonna be, bro. We might have a debut. Man, you guys are going to play a strong team. You know that you are. You guys played a strong team against West Ham. Was that in the Carabao Cup? or Yeah. 
that was the Carabao Cup. I mean, I think you guys are going to play a strong team because you guys have the ambition to win, especially after a down year like last year. I think you guys are going to play a stronger team. Yeah, I'm not going to bench nobody, bro. We're going to see Tazard and shit like that. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think Trussard will play. I'm sure maybe Eddie and Ketia will play. I, I think Arsenal will play a strong lineup because that's the only trophy we can win this year realistically. But, uh, yeah, let's move on. Enough Arsenal nonsense. Let's talk about another London team in the mud. Chelsea. <laughs> uh, Cletus. You're laughing, right? You're laughing. Yeah, it's beautiful, man. It feels like no matter what happens, the ups or downs just end up at 10th place, man. How do you feel about it? Because yeah, you, know, you guys had a tough game against Luton Town, but you guys... One, three, two. Yeah, again, our concentration, um, our defense, piss poor. But, you know, the, the satisfying thing I take from that is, even though I finished in 10th, I could still see, you know, the sadness in your eye when y'all don't win the league. I, I see the banner coming across. Arsenal finished third place, fourth place. And you know what I like to say? Back to the basics. Where you belong, not winning the league. So you think I'm Arsenal is good enough to win the league? No, or you're just not. Going for narrative propaganda. You're not good enough to win the league. Yeah, no. nobody before this season here thought they were good enough to win the league. So why are we shocked then? No, I just love it when you know the all that hype and expectation just comes crashing down at the end of the season. I just love it, you know. But looking at Chelsea, I think right now we're slowly showing better patterns of play, showing like we're a little bit more offensive-minded, playing through the middle um, with Palmer. I definitely like what I saw in the first half. Um, yeah, great goals like from him, to be honest. And then having Kuku back in the team, having him like, you know, in the buildup definitely is, is a positive as well. Um, but that kid, that guy, um, that guy that associates with only fangirls, um, I'm, I need him gone in January. Which one? So, I felt like you got a couple of those. Yeah, you got a couple. Cole Palmer got kissed on the cheek by one of them. Astrid, I saw that. He's under age. The same sister Nicholas Jackson was going smack at. You guys yeah, yeah, yeah. have a little funny business over there. Hey, man, they're workers. We put them to work. But, you know. Yeah. yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Jackson, though, if you want him, I could ship him over to you. You know, you know, we do good business with Arsenal during the, during January, you know. Damn hit me, you know. Jorginho, Giroud, good business. Thought you was gonna name another G, man. No, 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 no. Man, that was funny though. Those three goals or two goals conceded in the last ten minutes. My homies were stressed. Shout out to yeah. Barry Munyamana. They're like, hey man, they couldn't enjoy the win. They were vexed. Almost, almost for my parlay. <laughs> I, was, I thought it was going to go up like, you know, 4-1. It was going to be like a game where, like, we might have really, like, stamp our authority. But then, you know, they score one and they get another one. I'm just like, our defense is a joke, man. And we also tend to play a lot of the players out of position. That's one thing I don't like about Pochettino. Um, it seemed like we started out having our left backs playing right back. It was just – it was it was just geeks. Um, but I'm glad we got, got a win on the last day of the season. Hey Dan, I just want to say that um Clay's the only one that puts bread on Chelsea, not me. 
I don't even put them in the joint. <laughs> hey, you see, you see, how he tried to he tried to put me under, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, this might be like, huh? <laughs> oh man, moving along. The reigning champions, three-time defending champions, Man City defeated Sheffield United 2-0. Goals from Rodri and Julian Alvarez. Foden played the number 10 role, and he was impressive. How did you feel about that? Anthony, I know that's your boy, and people have been doubting his skills centrally. How did, it, how did you assess his game uh, from the weekend? Yeah, man, the Manchester City star starlet is balling. He has five goal contributions in five games, uh, two assists in, uh, against Sheffield United with an 8.51 match rating. My man, Phil Foden, is balling. Him and what was Gavardio's match rating? You know, he's he's one of those kings. <laughs> I'm not even looking. I'm not even looking at that man. We're not even gonna go into that man. We'll we'll come back to me on that. Don't don't get me heated. We're we're talking about the positives. Hey, is he one of them one year and then he gonna come back strong type of dudes? Yeah, and then it's gonna make me sound like I was crazy for talking bad about him because even uh. I think it was a Sheffield match. Pep pulled him aside and was wrapping him up. And people online were like, wow, look, look, even after a goal, Pep is talking him up and he's only 21. He has so much potential. And it's like, yeah, all right, man. Like, I don't like hearing that shit. Man. All that potential and man be making some geek decisions. But anyway, Phil Foden and Alvarez have developed a nice connection that's made up for Kevin De Bruyne not being there. And when Kevin gets back, it's going to be nice. So, Dan, to answer your question, Phil has stepped up in numerous situations to show that he is trying to be the the main play, not the main playmaker, but somebody who can boss up and when it's needed. And we've had conversations that, hey, man, he early on when he was trying to fight to get into the starting uh, 11 consistently to contributing more while in the starting 11 to now we're seeing him actually – He's he's doing that one given the opportunity, so it's good to see. For sure. And how does it feel to see your favorite African footballer of all time, Kevin De Bruyne, back on the bench? Hey man, you know, just just in case y'all don't know, check a flag uh, of his of his family. It looks like it's from the Ivory Coast, man. You know, so <laughs> I don't know how uh, he created this man, this, Kevin. this tale. Yeah, I, my man Kevin, he's from the Ivory Coast, man. Let's just just let's just look straight and we'll figure it out. We'll we'll get to the logistics later. Colonizer. But it's good to see him. Hey, he 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 he's coming back and he's about to miss the AFCON. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 privilege, man. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. You know uh, he plays from Belgium, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I know, man. I'm fucking with you. Yeah, 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 I know, yeah, you know we joke it. It's it's trolling, man. It's yeah. an inside joke. Yeah. Yeah, but um, nah, but his one, some of his family is from somewhere, but um, <laughs> it, it's cool that he may be coming back soon. I think they said, uh, was it Newcastle that he's about to come back? I think we're playing them soon, but either way, that's gonna be nice. Him and Doku as well, um, another Belgian baller. So I'm excited that the team is 
about to be healthy while all y'all about to lose y'all players. So that's cool. Uh, well, Chelsea, how many Africans are you losing? Just Nicholas Jackson, right? Yeah. Yeah, so far, I think so. And then, of course, Marcus. Uh-oh. Muhammad yeah, Salah. Yeah, yeah Mo, the guy. Endo. Mo and Wataru mm. to the Asian Cup. Pep is a racist. Well, he's a businessman. He's smart. Say that again. I think the mic didn't catch it properly. Yeah, Pep cut it off. Pep is a racist. Yeah, yeah, I told y'all oh, before. Yeah, yeah, also twerked and begging for forgiveness. He wants to come back. He wants to be down, you know. Sometimes people realize, oh, shit, that's the club where my legacy is at. If, they, if I don't show love over there, where do I go? It's not like I'm a Barca <laughs> legend. So, yeah, it's just like Robin Van Persie. After he got ran out of London, he has to act like he's a United legend now. That brother be there every week, right, Claytis? No relations. I don't know that, boy. He's yeah, that's, your, that's your big brother. You Judas. know, We know the truth about you, man. That's your boy. He's a Judas. That's your Judas. Ghost United fan. We know, I'm going to ask you a whoa, damn whoa, question. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. Never, never. I don't support no devil. Shout yeah. out to God. <laughs> nah, you can't say that when your favorite athlete of all time is Cristiano Ronaldo and you fell in love with him at Man United. Says who? Me, I remember I'm talking to you. <laughs> what do you mean, says who? When I first met you, that was like Cristiano's second year at Real Madrid and you already was a groupie. You already knew you fell in love with him in United. It's all right. Yeah, we know the truth, but hey. <laughs> Marcus, how does it feel to be on this form? You guys created, speaking of uh, the four center back system, even compared to uh, Arsenal, Man City's attack isn't as potent because I saw that in your match this weekend, you guys created basically what expected goals are like 7.8 and that's already in one match y'all created half the expected goals city has done at home this season so liverpool has the most explosive attack mohammed salah's on fire but like we mentioned he's going to afcon y'all smoked the uh, newcastle 4-2 how did you feel about the match and losing your players to these tournaments well, um, first off, that match should have been done, dealt with in the first half. We had a pin. We had multiple Nunez chances. And the official count, I think it was, is 36 chances in that game. And I think 17 of them were on target. So, um, yeah, man, we created a lot of shots. I like the roles. It's like the, the midfield is balanced. Everybody got to come clean up. But the way how certain people go about the their way moving forward is real good. We we got a lot of technical players now. Shout out to uh Eric Ten Hag, uh Gravenberg, Gakpo. They got a little chemistry. It didn't really work out that game. But in the first half, we started Diaz, Mo, and um Nunes. And like I said, we had they kind of got a little chemistry, but they but again that referee bro was on something else. He he was allowing people to punch people. 
he was allowing a whole lot of foul shit. He he, the, some of them I don't know about VAR. It's it's threads out there to let y'all know how 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 evil they is against us. But yeah, man, we finally got them goals in the second half. Josh is a game changer. He's more clinical. Um, makes better decisions. He flopped. I'll give people that. Um, he had he took a whole two steps before he fell to the ground. Um, but yeah, man, losing Mo, man, it, it make me more so appreciate Mo when you look at them stats. Um, like him leading the like the most. Uh, what was it was like open chances, and he's leading that by a wide margin. Him and then him being so prolific, scoring and assisting the ball. Like I'm, I, I mean, he has. We haven't won enough with him being at the team for me to say he's the best African player ever. But I would probably put him number two. Right now, like you mentioned, Mo Salah is number one in most goals and assists, most expected goals and assists, most shots on target, most big chance scored, most big chances created, most open play chances created, most touches in the opposition box, the most goals tied with um, Erlen Holland, and he has the most assists tied with Ali Watkins, so that brother's on fire, and hey, you you let it off. I'm wondering what does Mohamed Salah have to do to be considered the greatest African footballer of all time? Because I think when you compare his, I think it's a it's a three team, not three team, three man race between Salah, Samuel Eto'o, and Didier Drogba. I think. When you look into the longevity of Salah and what he's been able to do and reinvent his game, you got to give him, I think when it comes to the club, he might have the advantage. And then sure, when you go to the international side, Drogba won AFCON. Uh, Eto'o won two AFCONs. So Egypt is not as good as them, but I don't hold team success as much against players because you can only control so much, especially in an 11 on 11 game. But, uh, Cletus, how do you feel, man? Where do you rank Mohamed Salah amongst the greatest African footballers? Um, I still got him top five. I won't say, you know, top two, top three, but I'll say he's top five and he's solidifying the top five. So I think that's a good spot for him. Um, especially what he's done at Liverpool. I think he scored, what, like 150 or like 150 or more. Um, so, yeah, that definitely shows how prolific he is, how he's changed his game and how he's adapted to the league and how, you know, consistent he's been over the years. So I definitely respect him. I think he's he's earned his spot in top five. Maybe if, if he wins at AFCON, then maybe you could push up some more on the ladder. But, yeah, no, I definitely I respect his game. For sure. Anthony, how about you, man? Where do you see Salah? Yeah, man, not really knowledgeable enough to put him on an exact list on top African ballers, but I will say he's up there in the sense of footballers in general. His uh, left foot is dangerous. Um, you just listed what he what he's accomplished so far. It's actually kind of amazing. We already we talked about how Holland's had a drop off here, and it's funny how Salah's right, right there behind him, and equal now in 
in sense of contributions to the club, and it's that's kind of tight. Like he he is a top baller, so yeah, man, he's a dangerous guy. Sucks that he's about to be out for a month, but what can you do? Eh, I don't know if he'll be out a month because Egypt ain't that good. He might they should make it out the group stage, and then we'll see what happens. But yeah, man, Mohamed Salah has won the Golden Boot three times in England. Led the league in assists once. Scored. He won the Puskas Award for the best goal 2018. Won African Footballer of the Year twice. Uh, has made African uh, Cup of Nations Team of the Tournament twice. Uh, of course, he's made the PFA Team of the Season multiple times. Champions League Team of the Season 2018. Golden ball at the Club World Cup. Yeah, he's got a lot of amazing accomplishments. Um, Claytis, do you think his club career is more impressive than the competition he has? Or do you think other there's other guys that are comparable? Because I know you said the difference is winning something with his nation, but how do you feel about his club career? I mean, I think his club career has is probably what puts him as, you know, top five in the ranking. But, you know, it kind of does mean more if you're able to win AFCON and, like, kind of elevate yourself. Because if you look at the roster, you know, Eto's won it, Drogba's won it. Um, I don't want to... Well, they were on all-star teams, tell the truth. Ivory yeah, I mean, Coast and Cameroon were all-star teams. But, like, but you're right. But at the same time, it's like Egypt has come close to winning it. And you know, in the past couple of yeah, years, they lost like, in the they lost to I forgot who bro, they got bean he got ultra light beans put in his face. So they but that was to go that was to qualify for the world cup though. Yeah, no, that was, they for that final same situation happened in Sudo. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, they lost in the AFCON final to Senegal. Yeah, I mean to Cameroon. Yeah, I know to remember, Senegal to Senegal, yeah. Yeah, remember uh Sadia was hugging him. Yeah, 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 and it went to penalties, and then the same thing in the world, uh, the World Cup qualifier, it went to penalties. Yeah, so the opportunity has presented itself for him to, you know, seize the moment. But I think you know what he's achieved at Liverpool throughout the years has definitely solidified his his legacy as one of the best African players of all time. For sure, for sure. And yeah, man, I think. I low key he might be the best just because of what he's been able to accomplish for a sustained period of time. Because when you look at uh right now he's 31 going on 32. When you look at Samuel Eto'o when he was 32, let's see where my brother was at. He might have been uh Samuel Eto'o at 32 was playing in Russia, okay? <laughs> Didier Drogba, what were you doing at 32? I think he was still at Chelsea. Didier Drogba at 32 was, oh, playing in China. So, yeah, hey, man, that's why I look at it like, if you want to overlay the sliders to the international side, then even then, it's not like he's a scrub. He has 55 goals and 95 appearances for Egypt, while I believe um, 
Samuel Etol, or excuse me, let me look at Drogba's first because I'm here already. Drogba has 65 goals and 105 appearances for Ivory Coast, and Samuel Etol has uh, 56 goals and 118 appearances. So even when it comes to goals, he potentially can score more goals than they did for their countries in a shorter period of time with less talent around them. So when I look at that and being able to sustain greatness in Europe for a long period of time while those other brothers was collecting checks in lower countries, I think he might have the advantage soon. But Marcus, do you agree with Cletus? Do you think he needs to win AFCON to stamp himself? I'm be honest. He might not be, it might not be possible, bro. I was going to kick in when he was talking and say, who is his co-star? Like, Drogba did have a superstar team, bro. He had some niggas when they yeah, were Yeah, Torre's arguably another top five, and that was one of his teammates. Yeah, he had a sick Think team. About he, he had the winger that was going crazy. Solomon Kolo, Jadravine. Yeah, he had his brother Kolo, Yaya's brother Kolo. They had a nice team. Mm -hmm. Even Jervinho was good for them. It was, <laughs> was a lit squad. Like Cameroon was nice. Cameroon was so good when they won Afcon in two thousand. You know who the player of the tournament was? Their right back, Lauren, Arsenal legend. So I'm saying, hey man, he's he. Have you ever heard of a right? The only time I heard about a right back winning player of a tournament. Like that is Danny Alves when Brazil won Copa America. You know how much you have to dictate a game to do that? That's who <laughs> that's who he's getting chances from. While, like you mentioned, Salah, who's his co-star, El Nenny? Bruh, he don't even play for his club. All his teammates don't play for their club, bruh. And the other center back that used to be in the Premier League, he no longer there. So, like, who they got? Who the young, who the young Egypt, Egypt Egyptians? I don't know, man. I was I even forgot they made the final AFCON. That's a that's like winning the title almost. Like what the hell? <laughs> how did hey, you, hey. you get that far? <laughs> what was funny? He was cold the first two games, and then yeah. he, I, and then he realized, hey, I got will this shit. <laughs> oh man, Anthony, do you think you have to win something for your country to be considered the greatest of your continent? kind of sort of yeah uh i feel like it helps it definitely lets you it gives you bragging rights um but to your point what if your 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 country is kind of slight and you got you can't do nothing about it then then we just looking straight and I'm, I'm using all my club accolades so i gotta at least have you know maybe, maybe two cls to account for no no country uh, uh trophy so who knows i hear that and Cletus, this goes into Marcus's point when he said, you know, as great as Salah has been, he also, you know, maybe Liverpool hasn't won enough because in this great run they've had, they've won one Premier League title, uh, one Champions League, a couple domestic cups. Uh, what do you think about that? Do you think winning more with Liverpool would help replace what he can accomplish with Egypt? I think winning more with Liverpool, you know, push him up. Um, I don't think the opportunity for him to win AFCON is there at the moment. 
So if he does focus on his Liverpool career, try to add more trophies to the cabinet, that's another route that he could take. Um, and, you know, I don't think it's his fault that, you know, Pep Guardiola, the ball batch, decided to turn the league into, you know, his own mini playground. Because if if Pep wasn't in the league, I think um, Klopp would have probably dominated the league, probably won maybe two or three league titles by now. Um, so it's just yeah. the current environment, the time that they're in, unfortunately, they got to deal with that ball batch who destroyed my Bayern dynasty, but, you know, they've still been able to win things and capitalize on the moment that they've had. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't fault him for that. You didn't destroy your Bayern dynasty. You guys still haven't mm -hmm. lost the league yet. Okay. That's your dynasty, the Bundesliga. What do you mean? That champions league team, that, that team. That yeah, that's choked. a one, that's a one season thing. He choked against all Hispanic teams. All yeah, of them. Cause they know him. Medical. That's why he got ran awesome. out of the country. They know you boy. He's a soft boy. Ball batch. I forgot Egypt also played in the 2017 AFCON final and they lost 2-1 to Cameroon. And guess who scored the one goal in the final, Marcus? Who? El Neni. Wow. Hey, that must have been when Arsenal was playing him with uh your boy. What was his name? Uh wasn't it Shaka? Uh, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, man. So, yeah, he's been to two AFCON finals. Unfortunately, can't get over the hump. So, and yeah, what you say, Cletus, hey, it makes me appreciate Arsene Wenger even more during that bloodbath era against United because, and I think it was like a seven-year span. If you look from 98 to 04, Arsenal won three league titles and then United won four. So, it including three in a row. So, and the one of the years uh, they won, I think, 99, Arsenal were behind by one point, you know, similar to the instances Liverpool has had with City. So at least that was more competitive in terms of the distribution of the league titles. But, yeah, I mean, when you got that money machine in Man City and Pep, yeah, it's tough. Uh, so, okay, I guess everybody has them top five. I got them top three. We'll see how it goes because I don't think he's going to fall off a cliff all of a sudden. He can probably, hopefully, potentially play at this high level for another two, three years, maybe. Seems yeah. like he's dedicated. He's like on the Cristiano workout plan where he dedicates his time to his body and maximizing himself. He resigned. He looking to resign as well, so um, he might have to give up the fro, but he can still score some goals. I see what you did there, wordplay. <laughs> All right, another brother that might have to work on his head top for other reasons. Wayne Rooney left DC. Thought it was sweet going to Birmingham City, hanging out with Tom Brady. Only won two games out of 15 matches, and they told him to get out of the – they escorted him out of the residence. So, uh, Cletus, have some fun, man. Why did Wayne Rooney play himself and go to Birmingham and do that nonsense? I don't know, man. Wayne, Wayne was lit in the city. You saw how he was moving at the um, MLS uh, – uh, was it Tricks Day or whatever? Yeah, he was moving like Nino Brown. He was the king of the city. I don't know why he tried to give that up. I know he had a few workers that was, you know, pulling up on him too. 
I heard the stories, the Rose Bowl stories, you know. Easy, but that's why he had that's why he had to take the England job. His family said, oh. Hey, we ain't seen you in a while. Come home. Nah, nah, nah. He was loving Rose Bar. He was loving the city, bro. I don't know why he took that job. Now he kind of like, you know, took three steps back and now he has to find a way to maybe, you know, come back forward, maybe take a break from coaching and do the podcast thing like Rio Ferdinand and just, and just hey, be watched. Up. You want to give us more competition out here? I feel you. They put no fear yeah. in your heart. I mean, you know, he might as well join him, you know, and then be watched up together and be a family man. You got well, yeah, Rio just got his hair transplant surgery too. You trying to tell Wayne to look in again? I mean, come on. He got four. He got four boys. Let's, let's be honest. He might. He might need another transplant. <laughs> uh, Anthony, did Wayne Rooney not did he? Because obviously he did play himself. He got fired fast. But uh, what do you think about these United? players that become coaches seems like all of them are struggling except michael carrick man man you know how you can uh pay somebody to take a cert for you you may have to go get them uh ex-united players uh managerial certs reviewed man wayne rooney may have to get his joint revoked oh man when he went to that yeah when he went to birmingham when he went there they were like they were fifth yeah like fifth or sixth in the league yep yeah, and then they dropped the twentieth by the time they fired him. So that that's kind of crazy, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't know what would make them think like, yeah, he's the guy for the job, and for and the the disconnect from he's the right guy for the job to go from fifth to twentieth. That's kind of wild to me. But you know, hey man, I think he may have to he may have to come back to the MLS, but off the bench for, mm. at Miami for him play with Messi, man. He may have to come back as a player. He can't coach them. Whoa, whoa, hey, man. We've seen this before, guys. Hey, Anthony, this happened in football a couple years ago. I know Marcus remembers well. Jason Witten retired to be an announcer on Monday Night Football, and he got bullied so much, he went back to football to go play for the Raiders and get more CTE. <laughs> wow. You remember that, Marcus? That brother was lost on the Raiders with no, with no hair. Hey, bro. He had no more speed as well. The game had left him pass. <laughs> okay, it's different when Gronk was doing it, but when Witten did it, he looked it done. Yeah, hey, Mar hey Anthony, <laughs> Anthony took him like 20 seconds to run the dig route, man. That brother was taking forever, <laughs> man. Running routes like Dallas Clark. Hey. Oh, man. Yeah, Wayne, Wayne Rooney needs to come back on that plan, man. I Get dig it. I like that. <laughs> Marcus, you got any other ideas for Wayne Rooney? I like that idea, man. Just come back and play, man. <laughs> the coach life is not for you. And then hey, I for think DC? idea too, become a podcaster, turn it in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he might need to join uh, Expressions Network and uh, get some pop. No, let me not do that. He could join uh, Goldbridge. That'll be a better club for him. Um, nah, 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 I like that idea, man. Sign to expressions, man. <laughs> he might get fired in the first week. Let expressions write your scripts. <laughs> he gonna be in the club too much. But man, I don't know, man. As far as Wayne going, he might need to go ahead and just finish that schooling. 
become what is that? So he could try, I guess, try try to become a Premier League coach and get go ahead and start getting fired on that on that way. Like um, who was that? Who who the Chelsea boy that get fired? Frank? Yeah, Frank Lampard and Stevie G. Soon, shit, you can't scope. Oh yeah. England didn't create no great managers. None. It shows that you gotta be. It shows you gotta be damn near sixty years old to be a great England coach. Who's the last great British coach? Is it Ferguson? Hey man, Roy Hodges. Oh my god, hey man, Clayton. You got any other brothers to suggest? <laughs> Who's the best English close coach since Fergie left? Or uh. British? Is it? No, Brandon Rogers is Irish. You yeah, Australian A or something like that? Who? And he Welsh? Who Brandon Rogers? I thought he was Irish. One of them. <laughs> Hold on, let me do my Googles. Yeah, he's from Northern Ireland. They don't count. You know, they left that set. What's the gambling one? The one that got banned. <laughs> gambling. <laughs> the one that they be like, man, he know how to keep a team from getting relegated. Oh, big Sam Allardyce. Uh, hey man, he finally turned it in. Let's, yeah, Sam Allardyce. He last coach leads, and you know they got relegated. <laughs> yeah, I guess there is no. I guess there is no great British coach recently. I mean, they got Gareth Southgate coaching the national team. So, yeah, well. <laughs> We'll see how that goes. Now, I mentioned earlier that the transfer window is open. Everyone out there knows January equals winter transfer window. Now, last year, Cletus, Chelsea went crazy. Arsenal tried to look in and go crazy. Do you think Chelsea will try to sign any players this window? Or is it more just about working with what you got and hoping guys get healthy. You don't need any other players because you already got 86 players on the roster. 87. Um, but from what I'm hearing so far, I think they're trying to give Potch more room to maybe make decisions on the signing, um, some to try to help them out. And we definitely need, you know, some strikers, somebody to score goals. Um, but another great thing is that there are some players that are looking to leave and we're open to the idea of, you know, letting them go on sale or like, or maybe loaning them out. So, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of changes, um, during this, uh, transfer period, a lot of coming in, or I think more so players leaving than maybe coming in. But if we do have anybody come in, I expect it to be somebody that's going to be straight into the first team. That's going to be like a key player for us. Anthony, do you think City would potentially sign any players? I know you guys always like to have a smaller roster to increase rotation and, you know, make everybody happy. Do you think you guys would potentially sign anybody now? Or is it more like future, future signings, prospects? Uh, I saw we're looking for... um or we're interested in Neto from the Wolves. Uh, we may pick him up in January. Um, but we we just picked up this young baller uh, from Argentina. I forgot his name. It starts with the E. Um, but he's, he should be here over the summer. And other than that, 
I saw we were looking at a wit Ritz foreign wits from a uh, lever cruising, but that's not happening um, in January, if anything. <clears throat> so that's about it, man. I think we're more looking for players to get back healthy. The show Marcus, same thing. I mean, you got, you got some brothers going to AFCON. Surely you need some, you know, replenishing to that roster. Man, we got some guys coming back, man. We got a appearance maybe for three games while Endo gone. Hopefully they get eliminated quick. We're going to have Thiago at the end of the month. That'll be a good birthday gift. Um, But, hey, I'm a fan of uh, – I used to be a fan of uh, The Price is Right. And uh, this one transfer that I've seen that, that I probably would like because I got Gomez playing right back, left back, center back. All backs. Anthony Robinson, come on down. We call we need to go on there and call that boy on up, man. Um, I don't know what that price is, but if it's under 50, we need to go on here and get that. Um, I would like a center back, I would like a defensive midfielder. Um, but it ain't happening. Mbappe, I like how your agent keep playing with us and talking about we was on the plane. But we know that's not happening. Leave us alone. Ah, yeah, man, I hear that. Uh, the January transfer window is always a time to get finessed because your desperation gets taken advantage of. Arsene Wenger always talked about how he preferred to avoid it because of how you can get robbed, like Chelsea did last year with these Motoric, Enzo, you know, look what happens when January, a player that's probably should be worth 40, 50 becomes 90. And a guy that maybe should be worth 60, 70 becomes 120. So I think Arsenal, hey, if they sign Ivan Tony, <laughs> might have to turn it in. They sign Ivan Tony for 100 million, some nonsense. I, I might, hey, man might be out of there. So I don't think we'll do any crazy signings. I think maybe we're linked to a center back. Like I said, Jarrell Hato for uh, Ajax, he's like 17. Um, his contract expires in 2025. I could see maybe that happening, but outside of that, I don't see it. But uh, Cletus, let me ask you about Connor Gallagher. What what's up with these rumors of you guys potentially looking to sell him because he's not willing to agree to a contract extension yet? I mean, again, we have Americans trying to run a football club. They don't know what they're doing. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I think there was suggestions that people were looking to buy Gallagher. And ever since then, you know, they've been trying to use that contract situation as a way to maybe sell them or force them into a new country. Okay, okay. Now, what would you do if you were the sporting director of Chelsea? Would you try to lock him down? What what seems to be the holdup between the contract uh, renegotiations? Because something similar happened with Mason Mount, right? Yeah, and exactly. I think the issue is the money, and it's like, when you're bringing in all these players um, and, you know, you've been here for quite a while, you have the experience, you do kind of expect, you know, 
a level of seniority and, you know, compensation for what you've achieved at the club. Um, so again, I don't, I hope this is not another situation where it plays out like Mason, where we lose another Chelsea Academy product because our board is stubborn. They don't know how to negotiate with players or how to scout players and find the replacement. For sure. Now, you know, it's a new year. So because of that, a lot of people have been, you know, making Num putting numbers together to show what brothers have been doing throughout the calendar year. And let me just give you this, something you might like. During 2023, five players were directly involved with 25 plus goals and assists. Can y'all guess the five players? Mo. Yes, he is number one with 39. Erlen? You yes. said five, five he, assists? Yep. Erlen Holland is number two with 38. Don't let Marcus carry, y'all. You can guess uh, two. No, read the, question. Anthony. read the question again. Yeah, repeat the question. Only five goals have had 25-plus goals and assists in the PL 2023. Can you name the five players that have had 25, at least 25 goals plus assists this season? You know, including both. Oh. Yep, Sun is number four with 27. Two more. Do I want to say Saka? Yep, 25, right at the dead or at the border. Number five. And then one more. Number three with 32 is. Ali Watkins? Yes. Yes, it is. Good job. That was a guess because I be hating on this nigga because he don't know how to score. <laughs> he be balling, though. He's creating chances. <laughs> He's creating chances, man. And another one, if you guys don't mind, this is more so, um, this is for the 23-24 season. This is to show love to the potential young superstars. They are the most goals plus assists this season for people 21 and younger, five of them. Can you guess these people? Foden? Four and a half. How old is Foden now? 22. Yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a big boy now. Alvarez. Nah, he's older. Who the fuck is young? Saka still young? Nah, he's 22 it's, now. That's... um. 21 my, and younger. My, my, How old is Kudos? He ain't the, there, man. He's like 22, 23. <laughs> uh, what's Palmer? Solanke? What? You know? Palmer, Solanke. Yeah, Palmer is there, number two with 12. Yeah, Solanke? No, he didn't. You know, 23. Cletus, your boy, one of your boys is here. You always been telling me, stop hating on this young man. He's the future. Musiala? Oh, you said uh, in the Premier League. No, no, all top five years in uh top five leagues. No, I never hated on Musiala. Come on, man. Musiala definitely up there. Yeah, but nah, not for this year. Is uh uh Javi Simmons? Yes, there you go. Eleven. Surprised Claytus did it as I tried to give Claytus a hint. He didn't he didn't see it. Yeah, he did. He did. Musiala, man. I gotta coach on Musiala. You guys are crazy for not saying who number one is. Come on, guys. Is uh Ritz on this? 
Yep, Florian Ritz, 12. Yep, you got three of the five. It's just, yes, Jude Bellingham, number one, 15. And then number five, I don't think you brothers will get it. And I don't think, I don't I don't blame you because I wouldn't. Hey, what about the young dude on PSG? No, no. <laughs> Anthony Alanga with 10. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and y'all saw how he was body popping against Man United. You know, we didn't really talk about they L because Ephraim is in here. But, hey, let's laugh at Man United. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Busters. You'll be fired soon, Buster. <laughs> and one more, one more question for you guys. Guess who led the PL with the most dribbles completed in 2023? Uh, Saka? Mm-mm. Jared Bowen? Okay. No, but it is a it is a brother from where he's from. Leon Bailey. Originally, no. Clayus, you got. Uh, hey, I said the hint. Sterling. No, I said it. I gave a hint. Anthony said Doku, and I said nah. But it's the answer is the brother he's where he's originally from. Yeah, somebody from Belgium. Belgium. Who else from Belgium? Where he's originally from, yeah, <laughs> not not his colonized birthplace, his his original birthplace, the real one. Where Cletus, you should have this answer by now, man. I probably do. I don't know. I'm overthinking it. Yeah, I think you are because I didn't think this brother would be on this list either. I was disgusted when I heard he was number one. It made me feel like, hey, the game Moses. is dying. Moses Cassette on his list? No, come on, man. Hey, man, I'll say it. Y'all not going to guess it, and I don't blame you. Jordan Ayu. Who? <laughs> yeah, he's the top dribbler in England for 2023. Y'all didn't know? Hey, bro, he be working. working. 84 That's tight. Working <laughs> and he's number five in dribbles this season and successful take-ons this season. Number one, hey. Jeremy Doku. That's why I said when Anthony said Jeremy Doku, I said no, but it's a brother where he's originally from. Actually, three of the top five uh, dribblers in the PL this season are Ghanaians. You got Doku, mm. you got Kudus, and you got Jordan Ayu. Mm. Wow, that's tight. Too bad yeah. we ain't going to win no, no AFCON. We're going to get mixed. <laughs> Oh, man, but uh, I hope y'all had fun with that. Uh, just to read y'all some of the other stats, of course, most goals is Erlen Highland with 29, most assists, most Salah with 15, most saves, Bern Leno with 159, most distance covered, Bruno Fernandez, 451.8 kilometers. I saw a joke that said half of that was to run to go yell at the refs. <laughs> uh, most tackles, Joe Polina. With 156, if you guys don't remember, he is the brother that was at the airport waiting to go get transferred to Bayern. Then they told him to turn around and go back to Fulham because Bayern didn't have the racks. Hey, brother, wait till you the summer. That, oh, my bad. What'd you say, Marcus? <laughs> hey, brother, wait till the summer. We'll come for you. <laughs> Most successful passes, Lewis Dunk with 3,400 on the dot. Most minutes played, Aziri Konza with 3,732. 
and most chances created. Who do you guys think created the most chances in the Premier League during 2023? Mo Salah. Nah. The ginger kid? Oh, then it got to be nah. young Trent Beckham. Mm-mm. Then what the hell they doing? Whoa. <laughs> Anthony, you got to guess? It's one of your ops. Oh, shit. Uh, um, it's all of our ops, but is Anthony this brother? He's Trippier? A, no. Oh, son. No. Cletus. Mm. Mm. He's my op too. Of course. I mean, you just said you, you're not down with this with this organization earlier. Those devils. Yeah. You know, it's one of them. doing something. Bruno Fernandez, one hundred thirty-three. Oh, to who? Yeah, to who? Like, yeah, to who? Yeah, <laughs> he's creating the chances. That don't mean they finish him. Hey, he created one hundred thirty-three chances. He don't have even a hundred assists. So hey, man, it just it's just in the ether. Oh, man. <laughs> a, a hypothetical goal stat is crazy. Hey, man, hey. The, the beauty That's of analytics. <laughs> you heard me i was talking about expected goals earlier hey that's what it is man we in that future man but <laughs> we're at the end of the show guys so i'll set it up to you claytis do you have a champagne move of the week yeah i'm gonna give it to that boy palmer man the way he got jiggy in that box calm and collective I dig it. I dig it. Anthony, what's your champagne move of the week? <laughs> hey, man, it's uh, sort of twofold. The actual move is Oscar Bob, his pass leading into the second goal from a, it was a pass from Phil Foden to Alvarez, but Oscar Bob did a nice little uh, fake pass, but passed it uh after catching the defender off guard but the real move of the week was at the 55th minute sort of when uh jack Grealish got subbed off for oscar bob he hit a little clap and then hit the universal because <laughs> he knew his time is almost up he getting subbed off for oscar bob so <laughs> that's <laughs> for sure for sure anthony I like that. Yeah, you're dangerous, man. <laughs> My champagne move of the week. I'm a I'ma go in another direction. I'ma salute Michael Penix Jr. in Washington for making the final of the college football playoff because Michael Penix Jr., if you guys aren't aware, his brother's been through a lot. He tore both of his ACLs. He's had shoulder injuries. He was at Indiana. For four years, then he transferred to Washington. Now he is one of the best players in college football. And after he balled against Texas and they made it, he shouted out where he's from in Tampa and saluted one of his homies behind bars and said, hey, man, I ain't forget about you, man. And I think that's real stand-up movements because, you know, a lot of people, once you rise up in stature, people think, oh, you think you're better than me. You forgot about us. You forgot about the people you grew up with, but he's keeping it real. And I like that, man. He seems like a nice guy. So shout out to Michael Penix and the Huskies. You know, I used to live in Washington, so I got a lot of homies that are 
Washington fans and went to school there. So salute to the Huskies. But uh, Marcus, what's your champagne move of the week? I almost gave credit to that op, Anthony Gordon, because I want to read a tweet. I mean, no, I want to read a text that I said earlier in the game about Eddie Howe's tactics. He had to be the dumbest coach I've ever seen to put Gordon against Joe Gomez and Joe Linton against Trent. Until he switched that, that shit was dumb. But no, we're not going out like that. We're the Mo Sala Appreciation Week. And I'm giving credit to my boy for swapping his boots at halftime to some boots he scored some penalties in. That's how you act like you've been there before. Jalen Milrow in Alabama should learn from that. All about the time. You had to throw it a shot, right? After you put 60 on a 60 on a 63 on Florida State's head. Hey, man. Hey, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. I ain't want to talk about that on this, but um, they should replace Georgia with Michigan against Washington. That shit <laughs> hey, is trash. Man. Hey man, that's funny. But uh champagne goal of the week. I'll start it off if you guys don't mind. And I'm gonna salute the American dream, Captain America, Christian Pulisic. One nil against Sassuolo. Not the craziest goal, but an important goal, a game winning goal. That game was fun to watch. You guys out there know it's a winner break. So the only things active right now is the Premier League in Serie A, and I knew Milan was going to be on some nonsense because they had Ruben Loftus-Cheek playing the number 10. So you know the chances were limited. But Christian Pulisic found a way to score, and they won. Shout out to Milan and their American movement over there. <laughs> uh, Cletus, what's your champagne goal of the week? It's going to be both at a Cole Palmer goal. Focus shot to the bottom corner, and then you know, my boy put on the skates for that little tapping. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Ain't got a kiss from Astrid. I know you enjoyed that. Yes, sir, man. We love our workers. <laughs> Anthony, what's your champagne goal of the week? I'm gonna go with uh, Isak's uh, tying goal early on against Liverpool it was a vicious uh one-time shot that he positioned his body for to bend it into the bottom right corner so that was nice yeah. even though they didn't win yeah it's nice for sure. hey, you can still score designer goals even if you don't win man so for sure now in the club Marcus who you in the club with we skipped my goal. Oh, bro. my bad. I don't hate, man. <laughs> you know already. Well, you should already know, man. It's the goal for me that Nunez hooked up the squad with and got J well no, Jota got Nunez in there. I can't remember. But I'm gonna give him that I'm going with that one because that shit was just clinical, bro. With Tyro with a heavy tackle, dumb picking up the pieces. Making the progressive pass. That shit was beautiful, bro. About five, five, six different players touched that ball. Who I'm in the club with, though, I'm going to switch it up. Can I pick who I want outside the VIP? Because I just want to send the VIP 
with champagne and just drink it in front of them. Because I want I want Alabama out there. I want Michigan out there. I want Texas out there. Florida State out there. Newcastle out there. She any art, we want you out there. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it, man. Now, all right. Now, let's go to the club. Anthony, who you in the club with? Hey, man. Taking it away from the beautiful game when we're going to college football. I'm in the club with the with those Roll Tide fans, man. Trying to give them some drinks so they don't start a mutiny in America. They're not they're not used to losing like this. My homeboy Reeves was like, "Man, Batman ain't lost uh, three bowl games in a row since Nick Saban been there." I'm like, "Damn, they 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 not lose used to losing." So I'm I'm worried about them, man. You know what I'm saying? We we need to keep our the state of the union in a in a tight knit uh, peaceful space, man. So Alabama. Bama fans, we in the club, man. Roll Tide. The show, and hey, I got a special section for Alabama fans in my club because my sister-in-law's a heavy Alabama fan. She went to school there. Her mom is a big-time Alabama fan, and you know, because of that, my niece is also banging that crimson and white, Okay. So, and because of that, my brother, he's ingratiated too. So, I'm sorry, Tide. Hey, Milrow, he was making all that noise, talking about, hey, Bill O'Brien told me I ain't good enough to be a quarterback. Then I show he was smiling like, hey, man, yeah, look, look at you. Lost up when it's hot. But, yeah, man, other sections in my club, we got a section for LeBron. He just turned 39, you know, still balling at a high level. We got Claytis' section lit up right there. It's very motion heavy. And then we got a section for AFCON brothers and the Asian Cup tour, man. The Asian Cup. That section right there is a lot of brothers departing. I heard Mo Salah's nickname in the hood is Momito. Can you confirm that, Marcus? I didn't know he was a street boy. But hey, we got a section for AFCON and the Asian Cup as well. But uh, Marcus, who you in the club with? I'll let you know, bro. We I, I switched it up. They outside the rope. I got an outside the rope club, bro. <laughs> I mean, my boys, they can't be in the club. They're going to AFCON in the Asia Cup. They need to be, uh, what's that? They need to be on Lent right now. Whoa, wait, man. Early. Hey, man, you know what? We in the club with Jay Sancho. That man going back to Dortmund. That's the only time I'm partying with an op. He always got the girls, man. And we partying with Jata to get his ass off of the FIFA. Stop playing goddamn uh, Ultimate Team. That boy went 20. He won, he won 20 games. Uh, straight and this weekend on that joint, man. So y'all got you got you might got to step the game up. Hey, hey you talking about Jota? Yeah, bro, he won twenty hey, games. He's straight. a real gamer. Hey, he really he really be on Ultimate Team. I'm. I'm. There's times I'm afraid I may pull up on him, come across him, get smoked. But he's right. probably like Division One for real. He he too high for me. Right. He he left the pitch and went right to go play video games. I think that's why he's a walking goal in real life. He really plays FIFA and then goes in real life and plays soccer. It's it's, it's too much. He is a real life walking goal. It's crazy. <laughs> the show. Oh yeah, I got his late additions to the club, to the Afcon section. Shout out Victor Boniface and Victor Oshiman. 
those brothers are walking around Nigeria with no belt. And Victor Boniface put a tweet said, me and my helper, Oshiman, now go by belt remain because I don't understand the whole of the gene or you know, African lingo. Cletus, you know what he's talking about. If you look at the picture, these brothers, hey, yeah, they need belts, man. <laughs> hey, bro, I was about to say, I'm going to add Bobby Reed because I looked at that uh, the Jamaican video and they said he the most, he one of the most popular people over there. He more popular than both. Yeah, hey, it's crazy. But hey, man, we got to save the best for last. The king of the club. We in the club this weekend for his function. Claytis, who you in the club with, man? Myself. All the AKT. All our familiar. We at Abigail, man. We outside. Get there before midnight. For sure, for sure. We going to be in the building. It's going to be fun. But hey, man. It's with Champagne Soccer. Hope y'all enjoyed yourselves. Happy New Year. It's going to be an excellent campaign for football and for everything in life, man. We're going to the top and everything. Strive to be the best you can so you have no regrets when you get up there. Because, Claytis, you about to hit 30, new benchmark, new expectations, new standards, man, a new way of thinking, an elevated way of life. So congrats, happy birthday early. You know I'm going to see you in a couple of days. So shout out to everybody out there. Shout out to Ephraim. We out of here. And before we disappear, what we got to do, Marcus? Hey, man. Till next time, keep them pinkies up, man. <laughs> <laughs>